Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the a day that I'm certain my guests at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy. Means nothing. 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 nothing means nothing. Man. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? More. I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Macho Madness, he has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got. Yeah, and I'll tell you something right now. Wait, wait a minute, though, Randy. I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the Intercontinental Champion today? Yeah, I do, yeah. Outside interference, yeah. In my moment of glory! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world. This is Cheap Heat in 2019. I am Peter, the Mage One Rosenberg, a.k.a. Greg. And I am joined by SGG, the physically large... Stat Guy Greg Esquire. And before we do anything, I'm going to read you something I wrote that I don't know if I'm actually going to publish it anywhere. So I feel I might as well read it to you. It took just 36 hours of 2019 for the WWE Universe to be absolutely rocked with a huge loss. Mean Gene Okerlund has passed away at 76 years old. It's hard to quantify just how meaningful Mean Gene was to the glory days of 80s wrestling that took the pastime we all love from sideshow to legit mainstream business. But he was surely integral. When you step back and really look at the 80s, it's reasonable to argue that Mean Gene's name ranks fourth in wrestling's mainstream consciousness after Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, and Randy Savage. Every American who grew up with a television in the mid-80s is quick to drop a, well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene, Hulk Hogan impression, whenever pro wrestling is mentioned. Now, ranking wrestlers' greatness can be challenging when you don't know who was really responsible for the character's creation. Did Hulk Hogan make Vince McMahon, or did McMahon actually create Hogan? Gene Okerlund was always Gene Okerlund. Before coming to the WWE from the AWA with Hulk Hogan back in 1983, Okerlund had mastered his role as the straight man. He took his legitimate broadcast skills from local radio and used them to create the character that he played in professional wrestling. And one has to remember what Gene Okerlund's job actually was in order to truly appreciate his brilliance. Gene Okerlund was not an interviewer. Gene Okerlund was playing an interviewer named Mean Gene Okerlund. In the same way Hulk Hogan was playing a world champion in a competitive sport. Okerlund struck an absolutely perfect balance of seriousness humor, energy, sarcasm, and dry wit. He never tried to steal the spotlight, and as a result, the spotlight always seemed to find him. He knew how to handle an irate Bobby Heenan differently than an insane Randy Savage. He knew when the line of realism had been crossed and a very slight wink to the audience was needed. In his last real run with WCW, He knew how to play along with what had become the regular absurdity of a show that, while entertaining, was completely ridiculous. Mean Gene Okerlund knew how to do it all. And SGG, that's really how I feel about Mean Gene in a nutshell. And uh, who, who can disagree with that, right? I mean... You hit every nail on the head, and I think you perfectly eulogized just how important he was um, 
yeah, I don't even know. I, there's nothing to add to that besides R.I.P. Uh, mean Gene. I'll, I'll I'll tell you. I met Mean Gene a few times. Um, the last time I saw him was at uh, Raw 25, which was the night of his last interview um, that he ever did on a like live WWE show. He interviewed the then champion AJ Styles. Matter of fact, maybe we'll end the show with it. And I uh, I posted a picture on Instagram. Greg, you might remember when I was still active on social media of myself in Mean Gene um, at Raw 25. And I, I love this picture. I, I saw him standing there and I was like, oh, I got it. I'm wearing a tuxedo. I got to go take a picture with Mean Gene. And when I went up and chatted him up, I'm I'm not sure whether he was aware of that I really worked there. I, I really don't know. But the sarcasm with which he talked to me and was totally mocking me as being a jabroni was amazing. <laughs> and like I relatively palpable. <laughs> like you I like he was he wasn't hiding it. Like he was just kind of mocking me and like in a way that was so funny. And if you look at the picture and SGG, I'll send it to you um if you want to throw it up maybe on your IG. I feel like High 97 might have posted it, but I will definitely yeah, they did. send it to you. Yeah, Hot posted it too, but I'll send it to you. If you look, he's pointing at me and making a face like, who is this jobber? <laughs> um, His humor is just, you know, not only was he funny on the show, but now that we're older and you understand at least more about pro wrestling, you go back and you realize how often he was trying to like pop the person that he was interviewing and like really trying to get people to break character and kind of messing with them. Um, like in the famous, in, in one of my favorite macho man promo promos with mean gene where he talks about spinning around 180 degrees then a whole other 180 degrees and he's like spinning in circles <laughs> and like he does it like once or twice and then mean jeans like and a whole another 180 degrees like trying to get him to spin around again <laughs> and savage gives him this look like what like y- you could just tell that he liked to mess with people um and those two too like they they were incredible together yeah, i i think that's the number um, one mean gene combo in my opinion because savage you know, Hogan would get out there and cut promos and, and, but besides, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Or you know what, Mean Gene? Besides that, you know, Hogan would then really go off on his own. Um, yeah. Savage sometimes would go off on his own, but sometimes would, you know, play with Gene. You know, I mean, that one I was just referring to, that it's, I think it's called The Beat Goes On. And he's like, but the beat goes on. And Gene's like playing into it with him. Like he really, and he really didn't, you know, for me, doing the job that I've gotten to do at WWE, it is similar, um, in terms of what is asked of you as a, performer in in the sense that please don't think I'm calling myself mean gene but in terms of the fact that I am a, a radio guy who's there um you know trying to basically just play myself now gene is different in that he was a wrestling interviewer but I'm always trying to figure out like how do I be me? But I'm, you know, I'm playing a version of myself too. It's not the exact same. Right. You're in the world of pro wrestling. And so I can really speak firsthand about how hard it is to do that well. And I say that as someone who thinks I do okay at it, but like 
I mean, I'm light years from even being able to stand on the same map as me and Gene. And like, I, I've, I've gotten to try to do it. It's friggin' hard. And he came into AWA as a guy who didn't know what he was doing, kind of figured this out, how to do it in wrestling. And man, and then, and then you also just, you gotta just show some love for the pipes. His pure voice was just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Golden voice. Golden voice. I mean, and the way he would get serious at a situation that, that, that felt like he could take a situation that if you played it the wrong way would seem ludicrous and make it seem realistic. And then, like I pointed out in the, in the little obit, in WCW, knew how to ham up the ridiculous to play along in a show that was ridiculous by nature. Um, the guy was really good in every single capacity. Even if you go watch the old prime times or old schools on the network, you, you catch the occasional show where he was on commentary and he was good. Yeah. You know? And, and I think you summed it up really well too. When you mentioned just like, when you think about people in wrestling who transcended into general pop culture in the eighties, and nineties um, and and so on. It is the four that you named. It's uh, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Randy Savage, and Mean Gene. Those are the, those are the like, names, man. Like when it comes to mainstream, more than Ric Flair. Um, you know, maybe yeah. there are places in the South where Flair's name was bigger, but when you look throughout, yeah, I mean, listen, I grew up in New York, and, and Mean Gene was up there with, like... That's Mean Gene. That's Mean By God Gene. So, rest in peace to the icon, Mean Gene. SGG, you are also an icon, so I'll leave it to you on where you want to start this week. Do you want to go back and look at 2018? Do you want to go back and look at this weird week of pre-taped WWE shows? Um, do you want to talk about the Young Bucks? What do you want to talk about, SGG? Well, I did want to do like a 2018 retrospective, but I feel like everybody's done that. So, it, I mean, and we all know the highlights from the year, right? All in, Evolution, Ronda Rousey shows up. Um, women's Royal in Rumble. WWE. Yeah, the Women's Royal Rumble. Kenny Omega finally wins the New Japan title. Jericho wins the title in New Japan. Everybody's hit on all the hits, so I think. Oh, I, I hear, the, I hear, I hear. People are into Becky Lynch too. Yeah, yeah. That that's some murmurs going on about that. Yeah, people are um, people are sort of into her. But yeah, so I think at least for us, um, you know, since it's been done, the best thing for us to do we got to talk about Cody, Cody and the Young Bucks a little bit, at least all Elite Wrestling, and then just give the people what what they come to expect from us a little bit of the week that was a little bit of black power rankings and uh, just moving on like that. Um, all right. Well, tell us, tell us real quick about uh, all elite and what this means, what the event is and you know, whether how soon there will be a show that I will complain about and people will then tweet to Kenny Omega and call me a hack for so um, All Elite Wrestling is actually that promotion that uh, everybody speculated was happening. Um, it is happening. They announced it on January 1st. Um, it's Cody and the Young Bucks who are going to serve as um, executive vice president. Supposedly the Young Bucks are going to be booking the thing and uh, Cody is going to take on an executive role. And um, Tony Khan from the of the Jacksonville Jaguars is going to be the president, the owner, and the money man. And then they have a press conference scheduled for next week, I believe, um, where they're going to go into more details about who signed and probably you know what it's going to mean going forward. They have an event, um, Double or Nothing, which is basically the sequel to All In, that's scheduled to come up soon but other than that not a lot is known about um what this promotion is going to be what it's going to look like um anything like that and you know but of course though 
you know, the internet is already like, this is a promotion that's going to rival WWE and Vince McMahon should be scared. And I think in that regard, people are jumping the gun. Um, as far as, you know, a new promotion being competition and somewhere for wrestlers to go apply the craft, I think that's a good thing. But the idea that all elite wrestling is right on the level with the WWE just because they have a billionaire owner and a lot of money to spend, I think it's absurd. It, I'll tell you, I agree. Um, it makes it inherently interesting. You know, it makes you have to pay more attention, you know, than, than competition that frankly, you know, is run by some of the, it's not like there's never been any other big business post Ted Turner in competition. There have been money people before. See, that's the thing. There's money people right now too. Uh, Ring of Honor is owned by a billionaire. Mark Cuban has some stake in New Japan and they just are not at the level where WWE is at. Now the question is: Is Khan more committed and really passionate? Um, Greg, I believe you should go on assignment on January eighth to the Double or Nothing uh, rally in Jacksonville. <laughs> if you're a real journalist, that's what you should. If you're actually, if you're actually a stat guy, we need you to go down there and get the stats. Maybe you can tell us, you know. That it's the biggest rally ever. Like it'll, like, like Trump's inauguration. It, it probably will be though. Their fans do turn out. I'll give them that. But at the you same it'll time, be, you, think like, it'll be, you think it'll be bigger than when, um, Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart jumped in the convertible in, at Universal Studios? <laughs> it possibly. It, it possibly could. It possibly could. It could rival that. Do you think, what are the chances that somehow, an oddly skinny and mustacheless Hulk Hogan shows up. It's got to be up there, right? Because, I mean, I saw reports that they might be looking at Goldberg to get involved with this thing. So if, they, if they're going to be scooping up legends, then Hulk Hogan's probably... I would I would pop big if 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 somehow Hogan popped up mustacheless and he'd lost like 40 pounds. He looked just, <laughs> he looked just like the weird, thin, baby-faced WCW... Hulk Hogan. Um, it is interesting though, and you know, I'm always a big believer in competition that it can make things interesting. So we'll see. We shall see. Wait, when yeah, is, when is the actual event? It. The actual double or nothing event? There's no dates re- released yet. They just said that it's going to happen, that they have this promotion, and that was it. And that was enough to, to set, you know, set all their fans on fire and make speculation run wild and, um, What's the Apparently, what's the potential impact on Ring of Honor? Huh, how about that? Well, that's that's the question, right? Because um, and that's why I think ultimately their competition is not going to be WWE. It's going to be um, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and these companies that they want to have um, these continued strategic partnerships with, right? Because um, if Ring of Honor signs exclusive contracts with their talent then that's talent that might not necessarily be able to work their shows. And same thing with New Japan. And so if everybody's signing all these exclusive contracts, then who who do they have left to to work for them? Would it be guys who, you know, get released from WWE every every May or whenever WWE does their spring cleaning? Or, you know, who who can they sign? Right now it's just those guys from being the elite, but um that's not enough. That that's, the roster doesn't have the depth to to be what people are saying it's going to be. Especially when you think about WWE having NXT and NXT UK right along with Raw and SmackDown. Um, it's what if they manage? What if they manage to sign both Chris Masters and Emma? Then they got a solid. Uh, they got solid. They got a solid women's division with Emma and Chris Masters. You know, he could make some waves. He could be a heavyweight champion contender. Master locks galore. Um, <laughs> and shout out to Emma. I like her. Uh, what's Emma's real name again? Tenille Dashwood. Tenille Dashwood. Yes, yes, yes. Strong name. No doubt about it. 
It's a bummer yeah. that it never had that she could not catch a break in WWE. I liked I liked Emma, man. She had I liked the um the aloof dancing gimmick that she had. Me too. But uh I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what happened to her. Yeah, I think she got injured right when she had a moment. Um Who was she tagging with? Was it Dana Brooke? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe so, weren't they BFFs? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you wouldn't have picked that it would have been Eh, maybe you would have picked that it would have been Dana Brooke with her being the bodybuilder type. I don't know. Um, all right. Well, we'll see what happens with All All Elite. What do you think of the name All Elite Wrestling, AEW, and the logo? The logo is garbage. Um, well, I'm offended because I actually did it on my iPhone. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, the logo's not great. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And maybe that's me being harsh, but I really don't like the logo. The name is fine. Um, names grow on you, right? Um, but I do not like the logo. Yeah, I wasn't super impressed by the logo myself. It looks good on a shirt, I guess. But like, when you think about um, WWF and WCW and even now the WWE logo and how like clean and streamlined it looked and all that, like it just it doesn't look good. Um, what else do you want to hit here, SGG? Was that the, that was that the only thing outside the ring that we, we really had to hit? I think so. Um, this one, this last one is sort of outside the ring, sort of inside the ring, but Vince McMahon announced that, uh, women's tag titles are coming up. So those are official. He announced that on Christmas or Vincey Claus. Yeah, the worst kept secret in professional wrestling is out. <laughs> right. But uh hey, I, it's still very very cool. Did you love did you love Mickey James going on Twitter and schooling people for not recognizing that there have been women's champions before, tag champions? Um I didn't see that, but I do love that um because they were. They had them in the 80s and then um depending on who you believe the fabulous Moolah sabotaged uh, the tag team champs and then caused WWE to just decide it wasn't worth it and dropped it and they haven't been around since. But, um, but yeah, it's long past time to bring them back. I know this is going to sound surprising. Do you know who I actually blame for the demise of the women's division? Who? It's going to be, it's going to be very surprising. Louis C.K. Yeah, I believe I, it. I, I just... Everything that guy does, he ruins, and it started, not a lot of people know this, started with the women's tag titles. Yeah, he used, uh, he used to send uh, WWE like unsolicited pitches for angles and things like that, and I, I, I read somewhere that he sent them something about getting rid of the women's tag title. To, I'll, tell you, uh, I'll tell you one thing. I, to I make room for the gobbledygooker. I... <laughs> I I apologize. I apologize to anyone who listens to the K show or listens to the podcast and is hearing me make the same joke that I already made on the air there, although it didn't go over, so whatever. I if you are boarding a flight and you see Louis CK or Lena Dunham getting on the plane, just get off the plane. <laughs> like I, I've never I've never seen two people who were like more the darling of a certain crowd completely fall out of favor worse. Um, in Louis C.K.'s case, with really good reason. In Lena Dunham's case, like, pretty good reason. But then it, I felt like it started getting, like, kind of abusive. Like, where now it's just like, no matter what she does, she just gets crushed. Yeah. Like, rightfully so, though. Well, except there, there are some, like, she's annoying. But if you really go back, the thing that people crushed her for about Odell Beckham Jr., she was joking. Like, she was actually, if you go read the quote or listen to it, she was mocking herself. She was really mocking herself and just calling herself not that attractive. And they were like, they made it sound as if she thought, like she really thought Odell Beckham Jr. was a bad person in judging her when the joke was really... Not that he's a bad person in judging me, but in just that, like, I'm not that attractive. That's what the joke really was. Yeah, but it didn't land, though. 
It didn't didn't land that that's way. Not, that's hit. not enough that you should be hated for the rest of your life. I'm sorry. That's not that Louis C.K. Okay, I mean, he's given you some pretty solid, real evidence. Lena Dunham is based, and by the way, I was never a girls fan, so this has nothing to do with that. Yeah, I wasn't either. But but like, she, I, like I don't think on I don't social think media though, she does come off as like self centered and obnoxious. But that okay, and just a- agreed, agreed. But do you see what I'm saying? The difference, like coming off as like annoying and self righteous, like yeah, that's annoying. And like if I wasn't right. a fa- and if I wasn't a fan of someone, it would certainly make me not want to be a fan of that person. She literally can't even breathe anymore. Although then she actually had a real huge mistake, um, where the writer of Girls was accused of sexual oh, assault. Yeah. And she defended him and said she had inside information that it was definitively not true. And it turns out that inside information was that he told her it wasn't true. (laughs) But do you see how her being self-centered and obnoxious, it like seeps into everything? Because if she had not made this um, encounter that she really doesn't know anything about, about her... She wouldn't be catching any backlash. Yes, that's a, that is a very good point. I just sort of felt like up until that point, I just sort of felt like even though I wasn't a fan, I was like, damn, she just, I, I just, it's so, in, I guess what I point out about it is that like, it shows why you never, why there's always such a risk to like burning incredibly brightly. Yeah. Like, cause she was on fire, fire. You know what I mean? And it just, woof, man. She, and she'll be fine. I hope she has some money saved away, but either way, she'll be fine. Well, she's, she's young, and I don't think, I actually, even with how dumb that last mistake was, I don't know that I think morally she's in the wrong place. Like the, you know, I don't know that she's morally a bad person. She just yeah, doesn't seem nah. to know how to carry herself. Um, Louis C.K., though, his downfall, I did, I would not have predicted. Like, I was never, the world's biggest Louis fan. I was more someone who just like appreciated him. And whenever I saw him was like, yeah, that dude's super funny. But like, I wasn't like, a, um, you know, uh, I wasn't like a super Louis CK Mark, but people I know who know funny all thought he was so funny, you know? Yeah. Um, and so when I'd see him, I thought he was pretty good and I knew he was edgy and I knew he did things like said the N word and, you know, had humor that was definitely really edgy. Um, but at the time, I really believed he was one of those comics who was so smart that I, I didn't really think much of it except for like, yeah, he's a super smart, edgy comic. And then everything happened. And now, he just like if if that audio clip. I know we are really on a, uh, off the rails here, <laughs> but that clip. What when I read the 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 heading that was like Louis yeah. C.K. talks about Parkland, my first thought was actually, damn, people really don't want Louis C.K. back, and now they're recording him in the comedy club, and they're probably taken out of context, and it's you know it probably wasn't that bad. Then oh, no, I it was 100% in context. Yeah, then, I, <laughs> like, then I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is bad. This is terrible. Yeah. One thing you cannot be, one thing you cannot be is over the top offensive and not remotely funny. It, that, yeah. you know, like that is, it, it was so not funny. It was so, it didn't sound like him. I was like, oh, did he like, he lost it like this isn't even him this is just terrible anyways um but by the way he should go to wwe right now he'd be a heat magnet louis Louis ck walks through that curtain my god straight to the main roster right if he shows up oh yeah if louis ck right now was to all of a sudden become the heel general manager i'll be popping um anyways so yes the point is a lot of people out here are washed in 2019 and and by the way how how do we how do we start the year losing mean gene and bob einstein on the same day i know super dave that was a rough hour for me 
My lord, man. Funkhauser? That's one of the funniest... Funkhauser is one of the funniest characters in recent comedy history. Honestly. Yeah. I remember, like, catching Super Dave randomly on Fox. Like, he would do these specials, these evil Knievel specials, and then, like... It wasn't until I got older that I realized, oh, that's the joke. That, like, he's never going to complete these stunts. Well, that he's not even really that brave or any of that. But, like, it, it was hilarious. Even, like, Super Dave on the roller coaster. I've never it's seen the it. simplest thing. Yo, it's it's hilarious. He sit, he's at the front of the roller coaster, and he just starts freaking out. And it's just him having a meltdown on a roller coaster, which doesn't sound exciting. I know I'm not the best at at retelling no no that was actually terrible that was really bad but um but no but but you have to see it though you can't words don't do uh his comedy justice those those words to hear him those words most certainly did not um (laughs) (laughs) anyway so yeah rest in peace to to him as well and i and i didn't know that his brother was albert brooks which makes his real name albert einstein yeah didn't i did not know that yeah um by the way, Greg, I, I think you may need to put a temporary ban on Leo Rush from the Black Power Rankings. And oh, you know, no. you know that's my dude. You know, he's from the yeah. D- he's from the DMV. It's my guy. His vest, his outfits are. Uh, I don't even well, know what listen, to say. I mean, I can't pull them off, but salute to him. For pulling them off, I guess, is what I'd say about his office. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I don't know that he's pulling them <laughs> off. Um, but anyways, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, so yeah, we have women's tag titles. That's what led me to talking about Louis C.K. Naturally. Um, and uh, what what uh, what expectations do you have for these titles? Uh, I hope they. I hope that either. Each brand gets their own set of women's tag titles so that we don't have to deal with the confusion about like where these women go or anything like that. And if not, I hope that this is the catalyst for um, some unifications, man. One world champion, one set of tag titles, um, some some cohesion. Yeah, that could be – this could be the uh, the thing that sets off unification. Because, I mean, I know they make a, a good chunk of change off those replicas, but another another set of tag titles would just, like, it would be bonkers. Especially if they end up doing, like, a, an NXT women's tag titles. Then that's that's just a lot. Yeah, wow. I didn't even think it's about a lot that. of gold. The idea that you could have three more. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And then I demand a women's TV tag titles. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the women's international tag titles. Oh my gosh. I just thought of something genius. I need Are to, you going to tell? I need, yeah, yeah, I need to create. There was always the TV title. I need the radio title. Oh, why haven't, why haven't you? There, there's never been a radio championship. I only defended on there radio. Has not. There has not. And even Zack Ryder had the internet championship, so they, they have championships in other other media. It's a great point. And yeah. and, and, the, and the thing is, on a, on radio, I could be an amazing wrestler. <laughs> this is true. You know? The match, that would be, by the way, this is... Because you really is, just need a play-by-play to get everything over. I don't know if you know this, but I, I know some people who do play-by-play. I could probably get... I could probably get... Tom Phillips and Corey Graves to call me winning the radio championship. <laughs> that would be hilarious, but but will we get it exclusively here on Cheap Heat though? Well, you have to wait and see. That's the only thing. If there's a radio title and a radio tag and a radio tag title and a radio women's title. But anyways, <laughs> all, all things to think about in a, in a in what will be a very long and hopefully much improved 2019. Um. So yeah, we'll see. And you know, are the are the women's tag titles more than just something fun for Nia Jax and Tamina to have? Yeah, because they have to they have to be like the first champs. I'm Part, sorry. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's obvious. It would be them or Ronda and Natty, right? Right, and and Ronda doesn't need more, like more championships. 
Ronda's the the top dog on Raw right now. She doesn't need another another title. Like who's gonna stop um, Tamina and Nia? The Iconics. By the way, speaking of which, yeah, no, I like that. I think the Iconics. Um, do you uh, did you see that China's mom on China's birthday put out a statement saying WWE needs to put her in the Hall of Fame? I did. I did. And any chance it could happen this year? Um, I don't know. I really don't. Uh, I want to say yes, but then at the same time, too, like, I feel like China's mom coming out and saying that they need to do it is probably not going to make it happen, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it might not be some. You never know. Maybe it sparks a it's, conversation. Because it's different when fans lobby for somebody to go in than when, like, their agent or like their manager or their mother in this case is just like do the right thing it's like you know I could see them just like putting her in the bin for next year just because her mother campaigned because then the optics you know what I mean like okay her mother what successfully campaigned even if China was supposed to go in as a headliner right now it just looks like that's what happened. Um, I was thinking about China after that happened. And it's just, she may be, she may be the most deserving person who's currently not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. She's up there in terms of yeah. impact. I mean, yeah, especially because like she she like changed the game, especially when you think about what they're doing with um you know this women's revolution and all that there like she she's probably the most meaningful she is she was mage and and for the record, one day. If in fact, um, Rhonda's really about that life, Rhonda's got to follow in her footsteps and like win the IC title or something. Yeah, which I could see them doing. It was Mage. That was a Mage. I time. absolutely could see them doing it. Yeah, and 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 actually, I'll I'll say this to Rhonda's credit. I mean, Rhonda is someone who looks like she could be credible beating certain men on the roster for sure. Um. Anyways, SGG, what else going on? Um, that was it for outside the ring. So, you know, we had Raw and SmackDown; those were both pre-taped this past week. Um, Wrestle Kingdom is coming up, actually. Wrestle Kingdom thirteen, New Japan's WrestleMania. It's like this weekend. Two hours. This weekend, it's coming up in like. 2 a.m. Eastern time. Oh, so like by the time by the time yeah. people hear this, they may have maybe they'll be watching it right now. Possibly, possibly. Um, Kenny Omega versus Tanahashi for the IWGP title. Chris Jericho versus Naito for the Intercontinental Championship. Cody versus Juice Robinson for the U.S. title. I know people have their eye on that IWGP Championship match because. Um, with this all elite wrestling being a thing, they're speculating about what's going to happen with with Kenny Omega and this and this title. Well, we'll see. We shall see. By the way, did you happen to flip on the the Floyd Mayweather debacle? <laughs> I did. I did not. Oh. I wasn't even following it, but I did see. You could see the whole fight on social media just because of how short it was. It talk about a work. I don't understand how there can be so many sports journalists in the world and no one can do the definitive story on why Floyd Mayweather needs money this bad. Like, I don't know if he needs it or if he just likes it. He's just like, we'll do anything for money. There have been so many rumors for so long that he needs it. I, I would like a definitive story out there. I, someone, someone has to. 
Like the word is his gambling debt could be that bad. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. If if he needs it, that's the only thing that could explain it. I mean, unless he's like trying to go really crazy on wrestling for sale. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which also could explain. You know, Ted, Ted's got some heat. Um, was there anything that happened in the ring? Um, oh, the, the return of John Cena and his hair to SmackDown. <sighs> yeah. Unfortunately, not his barber didn't make the return with him, but, um, it, the hair is weird. <laughs> the hair, the hair is so weird. The hair is so weird. I don't, I don't understand it at all. Yeah. Um, and I was glad that when they paired him with, um, Becky, it ended with Becky at least retaining some of her edge. Cause I just get a little freaked out about her just being all out baby face already. Yeah. And we spoke about this before too. Like John Cena will stand next to, um, an act, whether it's a tag team, a faction, whoever, and take all their heat and keep it moving. So the, you know, it's, it's nice that that didn't happen to the man this time around because it could have, it could have, she could have easily been the latest victim. We haven't even spent any time really talking about her, her being the man. No. It's confusing. I have mixed thoughts on it. By the way, I just flipped on, um, The Rock's new show. Titan Mount Ol- Games? Mount Olympus? Is that, is that what it's called? Titan Games? Mount Olympus? What, what, let me see what's, yeah. Titan Games. I'm glad The Rock's finally getting a chance. You said finally getting a chance? Yeah, it's what? about, it's about time he gets a chance to shine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's been well, overlooked for so long. He, he, the man never gets an opportunity. And now at least he has a big network show to go with it. You know who I hope gets a shot next? I'd really like to see him get just an opportunity to maybe do something. Oh, Greg? Oh, well, no, that's what I, that's how I really feel, but no, Kevin Hart. When someone, when someone gonna throw Kevin Hart a movie? You know what I'm saying? Well, they, they tried. They tried to throw him something, but, uh. It's a good point. He mis, he miscalculated that one. Didn't, it didn't, yeah, exactly. Um, he's gonna <laughs> slight, be right. Slight miscalculation. That, that just goes to show how mage he is. He walked away from the Oscars and he'll be fine. Yeah. He Let's will be fine, but still, that, that wasn't, he could have handled it better. Well, that was just a classic example of, and I, I relate to it. Um, it's something I've been learning about, like, just picking your battles of when you're, you, you know, and I don't blame him for it at all. It's a very human thing, but like, you get caught up in yourself. Like, I've apologized for this before. Therefore, I don't owe anyone anything. And it's like, not everyone's paying attention to when you talked about this on a radio station six years ago. Yeah. You're, you're different now. And. Which is exactly what he could have said too. Like, I, I've said this before, but I have no issue saying it again. Hey, Bear. Da, 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 da. That, that is exactly all he had to say. Um, was, hey, Bear? Hey, Bear? We haven't even gotten to Black Power Rankings, bro. I think that's what Bear's wanting. Oh, Bear, is that what you're, Bear, is that what you're saying? You want Black Power Rankings already? Oh, okay. Well, in that case. Well, okay. Bear! Bear, Bear says he wants Greg in the Black Power Rankings. <laughs> I think we can arrange that. Um, Bear, can you come here, please? Come here. All right, SGG, what do you got? All right, so this is going to be a special edition of the Black Power Rankings. It's going to be a 2018 uh, Black Power Rankings. And um, I got to throw an honorable mention to uh, to Keith Lee, Ricochet, Stokely Hathaway, Jay Lethal. Um, really enjoyed those guys' works, and they, they could have easily, easily... Um, made it in the 2018 top five, but uh, this is big. The 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 five who did make it, um, they really just did great work this year. I was highly entertained, and, and at number five, I'm gonna go with Cedric Alexander. He Respect. was cruiserweight champion for most of the year. 
Uh, won the title at Mania, was on the often overlooked 205 Live, but always, always, always delivered, whether it was with Mustafa Ali, Tony Nese, um, Buddy Murphy, always delivered a match of the year candidate. Um, in the number four, I'm going to go with at a tie, because I couldn't decide between these two ladies, Bianca Belair and Naomi. Um, they both, Bianca Belair is like improving every day, still undefeated. Um, earned a women's championship match shot at the takeover. And Naomi is former champion, also improving every day, also, also always delivering in the ring. So these two ladies are sharing the number four spot. And the number three, it's the new day. Yes, it really is. a mainstay on the Black Power rankings. Nothing more needs to be said. You knew they were going to pop up in the top five. Their their first ballot, their first ballot, Black Power ranking Hall of Famers. Yes, of course. So why wouldn't they be here um, in 2018? Retrospective Black Power rankings. In number two, I know. I know we said we we're going to put a pause on him, but for the past year, Leo Rush. Um, and alongside Bobby Lashley are in the number two for the Black Power rankings. Because Leo Rush, honestly, he went from almost being released after making that joke about Emma when she was released to being paired up with a returning Bobby Lashley that people were generally uh, apathetic towards and making both of them a highlight on on Monday Night Raw, which is no easy feat, even though he makes it look... Made it look so easy. So he's coming in at number two. And in at number one, um, the Velveteen Dream. He just didn't wow. miss all year. Whether it was at a takeover, whether it was in a promo or a TV match. Uh, he just or his didn't tweet, miss Or his tweet year. to Hulk Hogan. His tweets to Hulk Hogan, social media. He did not miss. And he's so good that you don't realize that you know most of the time, a majority of the time, I would say, he would go to take over to take the L. And nobody cares because they just wanted that dream match, that dream moment, and he gave it to us consistently. Pause. So well in the number one, Velveteen Dream. Wow. I got to tell you, this is a big day for Velveteen Dream. And uh, it's interesting that uh, Apollo Cruz doesn't get to make the top five and with good reason, but big week for Apollo Cruz. Yeah, he finished strong. I mean, Intercontinental Championship match. Um, and no really love for having a no love for Titus World Slide. It's it's tough to narrow down the names. You know, what I mean, like it's just five. And what about five, what about what about Dana Brooke? Strong. What about who? Dana Brooke. Mm, you know, maybe next year. But we'll see. I mean, she's, 2019. I mean, she was Titus Worldwide. Um, all right, that was a very. She good... stole my. She stole my my gimmick, though. Yeah, it's such she a great. Was coming out here doing stats. She had a clipboard. She had the glasses. I knew what she was trying to do. I don't wear glasses, but we all knew what she was trying to do. You know, it's a great point. She really did. It, it was big time. Reward gimmick. reward her for the gimmick infringement. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, and may, listen, maybe next year Greg will find his way on to the Black Power rankings. I think so. I think so. Well, especially if Greg becomes the first, the inaugural radio champion. I mean, this has never happened before. It's a lock. It's a lock after that. So we'll have to see, uh, what happens. I enjoyed this week's episode in spite of the fact that we talked about nothing. I did too, but those usually turn out to be our best episodes. I think the fans, uh, they'll appreciate it. Um, I should say. Yeah, I know it's been schedule wise a little rough. All I did was the best of last week. Said we were going to do a new episode. Never did. Um, although you guys, which is sort of on brand for us. I was going to say, I I feel like promises. Yeah, I feel, I feel like everyone expected (laughs) that. We always, yeah, we always, we, we always, we consistently don't deliver. So but we do we do it out of love though we do we neglect you out of love oh absolutely we have the best of intentions um but uh here's what we're gonna do I've gotten a lot of email over the last few weeks that I have not gotten to yet and next week we are going to do a massive mailbag um are we doing an all mailbag episode I'm not saying all mailbag 
Although I'll be honest, this something better give because, you know, fortunately it's been a couple of weeks we did an episode because if you had, if I had done an episode the week after the big Vince McMahon announcement and quote unquote shakeup, I, I don't think that would have, me reviewing that week would not have won me any favor. <laughs> so it's probably for the best that I didn't. Um, but, uh, I will next week, if you send an email, rosenbergbeats at gmail.com, I'll go through the last few weeks and we'll do a big mailbag episode next week. We'll do other stuff as well, but we'll, we'll dig in for a nice real official one. This episode was more about Mean Gene rambling about Louis C.K. and so many other things. By the way, I already turned off the rock show. I I, I mean, (laughs) I'm not saying it's bad. I really didn't watch the whole thing, but if you're just like flipping it on, it's so American Ninja Warrior that it's just like I just it didn't I didn't uh it didn't grab me. It wasn't a volume off grabber. Um oh, next week we will be back with a full show, big mailbag, and so much more. <laughs> how about you do this? How about you turn the volume on and then give us a volume on review next week too when we come back? Oh, that's now you're really now you're really asking for a lot. Um, SGG, do me a favor in Philly this week and uh, go ahead and stay mage. And enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome me, G. Oakland. Thank you so much. Truly, what a historical night. Speaking of historical, Mr. Styles, you've got your hands full this Sunday night. Two-on-one handicap match. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I've always wanted to do that. I'm I'm sorry. Yes, yes. I'll be defending my championship against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, also known as Cammy. You see, Cammy, they believe they're better than me. Cammy believes that the Yep movement... It's much bigger than the Yes movement has ever been. Cammy believes they're going to walk into the Royal Rumble and walk out first ever co-WWE champions. But I'm not going to let that happen. They're not taking this championship from me. You see, Gene, in this match, I got a small window. I got to hit them hard. I got to hit them fast. And if I do it right... The last thing that will be ringing in their ears will sound a lot like this. And still, WWE Champion, the phenomenal AJ Styles.